What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Hindsightless. Today, I'm going to be talking about fudging chaos. I just got to say that that is so important that we that we keep chaos on the table and we keep it on the table in the form of the dice. This is not a new wheel. We're not inventing. But I think we just got to keep it in plain view that the dice are this force of chaos. So if we want to take out the dice, we are taking out the presence of a living world. And that, to me, is a disaster. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Hindsightless, the occasional podcast where I talk about life, role-playing games, or whatever else might be running around inside of my skull. But mostly role-playing games. I promise. (laughs) That was Barney with another one of his amazing Joe Richter call-ins we heard at the top of the show. And Barney, this episode is dedicated to you, my friend, because it is March and it is record a podcast in the bath month. Joe, it's Barry here from Shadow of the GM Podcast. I just want to say that I don't know whether to love you or hate you at the moment. I mean, you said in one of your other podcasts to somebody else, oh, if you go and listen to Wheel of the World, start with the start of book two. So I did, and I'm thoroughly traumatized by it, to be perfectly honest. I've never quite joined a podcast at a moment like that. I feel sorry for your players, man. I think they need some sort of therapy. I mean... I don't want to give too many details, I don't want to spell it for everyone else, but oh my god, to go to that point was quite an experience. <laughs> Has to be said though, really did set up the kind of game that you're on and it was quite good to hear it. And like I said previously, with Pathfinder being quite crunchy, it was quite good in a way that was pretty much no dice rolling going on in the episode. But oh my word, that's all I'm going to say. Anyway, <laughs> speak to you later. Barney, thank you so much, man. Traumatizing people is what I enjoy most. No, but seriously, dude, thank you for checking out the show. I really, really appreciate it. And you're absolutely right. My players do need therapy, not because of the trauma, but just because of being friends with me. (laughs) But yeah, man, like we go whole sessions all the time without rolling a dice And that might seem crazy because we do play Pathfinder. But, you know, like you said, you can get a feel for the way I run my games. And while I don't know what the OSR means and might not think it means anything in particular, I have always run my games in the way that lots of people define that OSR games get run, which sort of, you know, it's to the point that it doesn't matter what game you're playing. Any single game out there can be an OSR game. But yeah, man, I appreciate that you checked out the show. I'm super excited to play your message for my crew. They haven't heard it yet because I forgot last week and we're not playing this week. Uh, because of all the shit that's going on, you know, we're in the epicenter of the U.S. outbreak of the coronavirus. So, and my uh my housemate is an elderly gentleman and so we just want to be extra cautious so we're not going to get together this week but yeah dude i can't wait to play it for him and thank you so much for that call in dude that really that really made me feel good i appreciate it all right who's next joe 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 no 
No. <laughs> oh, good episode. Thanks for at least tipping your hat to me and acknowledging that you didn't record that episode purely to annoy me. But you nailed it. My players are little kids. All of them. They're all a bunch of little kids. <laughs> That's why I let them win. Dude, Andy, thank you for not taking that episode in a bad way. It really wasn't directed at you. Uh, but I super appreciate the call in and I also understand, I get it. Um, however, dude, I think the only way, you know, to help little kids grow up is to show them the ropes, show them what it really means to be alive. Do you really know what it means to be alive if you don't fear death at least a little bit? Uh, but (laughs) anyway, dude, seriously, like don't change anything about what you're doing, your group, uh, they, they just sound like they have so much fun and I, I really enjoy listening to it. Uh, and if folks, if you're interested into some call of Cthulhu, check it out. It's uh, expedition to the grizzly peaks. There are actual plays snuck in there if you're into them and it's just a cool, it's just cool to listen to somebody run through masks of um, Nyla. Yep. Masks of Nyarlathotep. That's close enough if it's not it. <laughs> so Andy, keep up the great work, man. I super appreciate you. And yeah, let's let's see who's up next. Cause I don't know, cause I'm in the bath. Hey, Jerry, Jason here. Maybe I call you too much and I worry I call you too much, which is why I didn't call you last time. I don't know. Um, but I agree with you on the dice rolling thing. I mean, I don't really have a whole lot to comment on as far as the fudge and rolls, because I'm 100% with you. you. You don't do it. It's wrong. Well, let me not say that. For me, I, I'm not going to do it. If a group wants to do it and they're all into it, hey, whatever. They can play the game how they want. So I'm not going to say they're wrong, but I agree with you. It diminishes the game. It turns the game more into a story and storytelling experience than a game. And I agree with you 100% the GM's a player. And, and I've said that multiple times on my show and in Colin's other shows, you know, the players and including the GM is a player. So I'm on the same sheet as music. Yeah, we are on the same sheet of music. So talk to you later. Bye. Yo, what up, Jason? Dude, you do not call too much. Feel free to call as often as you want, man. I love it every time. Um yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm pleased that you agree with me, and I also agree with you that if the whole group is into it, then it's fine. But that's the thing. Generally, when it comes to GMs fudging dice, the whole group doesn't know, just the GM knows. So, yeah, that's, you know, that's what I was getting at, but we don't need to rehash that. But seriously, Jason, you do not call too much or too often or anything like that, man. Keep it up. I love it. Thank you so much. And yeah, who's up next? Hey, Josh Beckelheimer here. So I don't really fudge dice either, except when it comes to playing with little kids. That's about it. I mean, you don't want your four-year-old son dying. Maybe when he's five, I'll let him die. But no, really, especially though, now that I play like the Black Hack and things like that, where I don't even roll dice... There's no fudging. There's, I, I don't know how I could fudge anyways. It's just what it is. Um, but what's funny though is I never fudge dice. But I think I always 
like to roll dice behind the GM screen. I'm not hiding anything. I don't change anything. It's just that they don't know. You know, the players. And then, you know, you can just randomly roll dice. You can roll a whole bunch of dice when really you just needed one. It just sounds scarier. But I don't know. But I never really fudge it except for little kids. But when I started playing with my daughter, um, she was maybe seven maybe seven I don't know I can't remember maybe younger six seven eight one of those numbers but um I may have fudged some dice a little bit but we were playing swords and wizardry and I wanted her to expect that you know you're gonna die <laughs> you you need to run away or you need to have a better plan and so she started thinking outside the box and then it, I think it helped her gaming where she knew, like, oh, I'm in a bad situation. Let me think of something else or run away rather than, you know, expecting to win all the time because, you know, I'm fudging dice or whatever. But I think, you know, again, with little kids, it's fine. But once they start getting to where they want to play the adult games or whatever, you know, like real D&D, you got to stop fudging the dice. Yo, what up, Josh? Let me just make a couple of clarifications real quick, folks. Uh, when Josh was talking about his son dying, he meant the character, obviously. <laughs> obviously, but I just want to make that clear, just in case, you know. And when uh, when Andy was talking about his players being little kids, they are in their early 20s. So technically not little kids anymore, but anyways... And Josh, yeah, absolutely, dude. If I was playing for young kids, I would absolutely be fudging the dice and just making sure they were having fun um, and just instilling that love of the game in them. Not that death can, like, not instill that, but, you know, it's more it's generally more fun to succeed than fail. Not always. Sometimes failure is awesome and super funny and fun. But, dude... If I wasn't, if it wouldn't be completely out of character and basically obviously faking it, I would totally roll behind the screen like that because that just sounds so much fun to be able to freak your players out, dude. Just rolling. I do it. I do it some. I do it some. Sometimes I'll roll it out there in front of them and just be like, what's that? And they'll tell me and they'll be like, what? Oh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> and they, they never know. Even if they listen to this. They still won't know when it's real and when it isn't real. So, yeah, GMs out there, even if you're not fudging dice, fake it. I'm sure most of you do because it's dope. Um, but, yeah, Josh, that was awesome. And, I, you know, it's great hearing about you playing with your kids. I've said it before, and I will say it again. Uh, I, you know, I never really wanted kids. And then I came on to anchor and I started hearing about everyone playing with playing RPGs with their sons and daughters. And it just sounds so awesome. And I still don't want kids, but it sounds really cool. And I love hearing about it. So thank you for sharing that. And thank you for calling in, dude. I super appreciate it. Anyway, let's, uh, I think there's some more, I think there's some more in here. Hey Joe, lonely here. Sorry if the sound quality is terrible. I am on the move in town and I'm using my AirPods. So they're not the best. Uh, yeah, man. Fudging is for fools. That's what I always say. That's not true. I don't say that because it sounds stupid. But I still don't fudge rolls. Um, I agree. Just let the game unfold and it's more 
interesting. The idea that fudging the rules lets you craft a better story, I think, is kind of a, a cop-out. I think it kind of, I don't know, cop-out. Yeah, like to me, it, I, I used to do it and for the same reasons. But now I look at it and say, I'm just, it's a failure of imagination on my part if I feel like I need to tweak the dice to make the, the story better. Anyway, that's all I got. Bye. Lowly adventure, dude, you never need to apologize about audio quality, man. Like, it's punk rock podcasting, dude. So you go for it. I'm, I just record on my phone, sometimes walking around, sometimes standing around, sometimes hanging out in the bathtub. You never know, dude. But anyway, <laughs> fudging is for fools does not sound stupid. It made me laugh really hard when you said it. So <laughs> thank you for that because it's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, man, like I, I've gotten into arguments online before about fudging dice rolls and character death. And people say that character death is a lack of imagination and it limits the game. And then they rule out character death from their games. I've talked to people who literally say, no, my players cannot die. Um, and to me, that's a lack of imagination. That's limiting the game. Death doesn't have to be the end. It never has to be the end. This is a goddamn fantasy world we're living in, folks. You can resurrect a character. You can go into the goddamn realms of the dead and fetch their soul back and shove it into like a suit of armor or something or a sword or a new body. Who knows? But the imagination can do a lot of stuff and failing forward is important. Sometimes character death is important, but other times failing forward is important. Um, yeah, it's, it, that's hard. That's, that's the hard thing is to be like, yeah, that didn't happen, but this happens instead. And I don't, I'm not always good at it. I admit it. I need to be better at failing forward, but also some of that, is the system, you know, that idea is very prevalent in the uh, Powered by the Apocalypse world games, at least the ones that I've played. I imagine all of them, they're fairly similar at their core. Um, and yeah, I just think it's it's a great rule of thumb. Like, so that's just something I need to personally work on is the whole idea of failing forward, man. So thank you for... <laughs> Fudging is for fools. Thank you for making me laugh. Thank you for calling in and for checking out the show. And let's see if there are any more. Nope, there were no more. And so that's it. This episode that's dedicated to Barney of Loco Ludas. Uh, yeah, and can I just say, I recommend this, man. I had... <laughs> It's probably been the most relaxing podcast I've ever recorded. But folks, thank you so much for listening. Um, I will, you know, I will be back soon with another episode, hopefully soon. Um, yeah, things are getting a little hectic uh, here in the States, you know, with the coronavirus. And I'm just trying to be super careful because, as I mentioned earlier, I, I do live with an older gentleman and I do not want anything bad to happen there. So I'm, you know, I'm keeping to myself as much as possible. And yeah, it's it's been interesting, you know. It sort of feels like the beginning of the stand, dude, shifting 
a prime flu virus. I think that's what it was called. It was also called Tube Neck and Captain Trips, dude. If you've never read The Stand, it's amazing. Funny enough, <laughs> this memory just popped into my head now. I used to read that book in the bathtub as a little kid all the time. I mean, not a super little kid, obviously. I think the first time I read it, I was in probably seventh grade. Uh, maybe six, but probably seventh. And I just remember just being in the bathtub, reading it, and just being just completely absorbed. I love that book. Read that book, folks. It's only like 1,300 pages or something. No big mess, dude. No big deal. Uh, but yeah, that's that's it for me. Thank you so much to everybody who called in. Uh, I'm going to try and do this from memory. Thank you to Barney, to Barry, to Jason, to Lonely Adventurer, and to Josh. Thank you, dudes, so much. I really appreciate it. You helped me obviously put out this episode i literally could not have done it without you folks so anyway folks until we speak again peace out from the tub